stand with me this morning as we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Today we're looking in the book of Proverbs, chapter number 23. We're going to read verse number 5. We're going to read from the New Living Translation this morning. So since our screens are not working, there is no PowerPoint. But we do have uh, fill-in-the-blank outlines on the back of your bulletin. So that will help you uh, follow along a little bit uh, and give you something to take home with you as well. Amen. Amen. The wisdom writer writes in the book of Proverbs chapter 23 and verse number 5. He says, in the blink of an eye, wealth disappears. For it will sprout wings and fly away like an eagle. The title of my message today is, How to Never Run Out of Money. How to Never Run Out of Money. Father, I thank you for the word of God today. Father, I thank you, Lord, that not only is it spiritual, but it is very practical as well. God, I thank you that not only do you want us to go to heaven when we die, but you want us to live in victory on this side of heaven. And I thank you that you have given us some principles and some patterns uh, and given us a plan, Father, so that we can have everything that we need to live our life with and everything that we need to do our ministry with. Let your anointing rest upon the message and the messenger, Lord, today. God, God, I pray for some people that God, I've, I've said all of this before. It's, there's nothing new under the sun. But God, let this be the day that somebody needs to grab a hold of this. And this will be the day when it will make sense to them. And this will be the day when things start to change and turn around for them in this part of their life. All for the glory of God we ask in Jesus' name. All of God's people said praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. How would you like it if I told you that you don't ever have to run out of money? If I told you that you can always have everything that you need to sustain your life, to pay your bills, and to fulfill the divine purpose of your life on planet Earth. How would you like that? Well, I totally believe this to be possible. David said in Psalm 37 and 25, he said, I once was young, and he said, now I'm an old man. But he said, in all these years, he said, I have never seen the righteous forsaken, and I've never seen his seed begging for bread. Paul said in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19, Paul said, my God shall supply all of your need, and he's going to do it according unto his riches and glory, and he's going to do it by Christ Jesus. Today, I would like to challenge you to purchase insurance for your financial future. How many of you would, would like to have some assurance of a successful financial future? Why would you sit around worrying and, and fretting over your over your future and whether or not you will have enough money to sustain yourself in the latter years of your life? Why would you choose to stay up nights and walk the floor and, and lose sleep over the possibility of running out of, of money? Why would you do this when, when you can purchase insurance that will absolutely guarantee you that you will never run out of money? Well, this morning I want to suggest five things 
that you can do starting right now. Say right now. Five things that you can do starting right now that will ensure you that you will never run out of money. Let's get started. The first thing you need to do this morning is you need to dedicate your money to God. Dedicate your money to God. Oh no, pastor's going to talk about tithing again. Let me tell you that I'm not just talking about tithing right now. I'm talking about all of your money. I'm not talking about 10%. I'm talking about 100%. How many of you love me now? Dedicate your money to God. Take God. Take him on as your financial partner. Tell him that you will do whatever that he tells you to do with the money that he has placed in your hands. Let me warn you. Let me warn you. If you say, God, it's not my money, it's yours. If you say, God, I dedicate 100% of my money. God, I dedicate everything that I have to you. If you do that. There may be a day when God will say, I want it all. I know he's done that to me twice. So be careful this morning with your words. Be careful this morning. But I'm telling you, if you want to guarantee yourself that you will never run out of money, you will have to dedicate your money to God. Here's what I've learned. If God can get it through you, he'll get it to you. Here's what I've learned. If you will become a giver, God will make sure that you will always have something to give. There were several years ago when it seemed like I was a bank to my family. Because my family, not my kids, My family was always calling me and asking me for a loan. (laughs) One day I told my wife, the thing about it is, I'd rather be on this end than their end. If he can get it through you, he'll get it to you. If you'll become a giver, he will make sure that you have something to give. Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10 says, To honor the Lord with your finance and with the best part. Say best part. Honor the Lord with your finance and with the best part of what you have. Then, say then. Then. He will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. Proverbs 22 and 9 says that a generous man will himself be blessed. Luke 6 and 38 says, Give, and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together to make room for more. And running over, will it be coming back to you? Now, common thinking says, if if I want to guarantee myself that I will never, ever run out of money, then then man, I I better hold on to what I have and make sure none of it gets away. That's common thinking, but the Bible teaches that in order to guarantee money for tomorrow, you better be generous with your money that you have today. I'm not talking about being careless with money. I'm talking about being generous with our money. 
Here's what I know this morning. God will flow money through a river, not to a reservoir. I truly believe that if I will be a channel that God can flow his resources through oh, and not be like the Dead Sea that gathers but refuses to disperse. Oh, If I will dedicate my money to God and if I will respond to him whenever he asks for some of the money, if I will do this, I will never run out of money. Five things that you can do to ensure that you will never run out of money. First thing you got to do is dedicate your money to God. The second thing you need to do is you need to design a financial strategy. Design a financial strategy. Proverbs 21 and 5 says, Good planning and hard work leads to prosperity. See the combination there? Good planning, hard work. Pastor, I'm a hard worker, but I don't have anything. Good planning. Hard work. Pastor, I've got this great plan. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. Let me give you five suggestions on designing a financial strategy. We've talked about all this before. I know it. It's okay. Let me tell you something that happened. I'm excited about it. I'll tell you something that happened. Somebody and I, he's one of my, I just love this guy. So he's not going to be mad at me. And I'm not going to give you his name anyway. But he, he came up to me, I think it was last Sunday. He said, Pastor, I want to tell you. Today, today, for the first time, I made my first faith promise. I said, I've been hammering on this for 11 years. And today, you made your first faith promise. Hey, I love you. You know I do. So don't give me any lip about I've heard this before because somebody's going to get it today. They haven't gotten it for 11 years, but today they're going to get it. Five suggestions for developing a financial strategy. Keep in mind, we've already talked about the most important part of your financial strategy. And that is dedicating your money to God. All right? So, all right, let me give you five suggestions for developing a financial strategy after you have dedicated your money to God. First thing you need to do, you just need to sit down and evaluate your financial situation. Just evaluate your financial condition and ask yourself some questions ask yourself questions like how much do I owe who do I owe how much money do I have left over after I pay all my bills or how far in the red am I after I pay all my my bills ask yourself have I set myself up for financial success or for financial failure one place to start is to look at your house payment. Look at the house you're living in. Look at the house payment. Your house payment should not be any more than 25% of your take-home pay. No more than 25% of your take-home pay. 
If your house payment is 40, 45, 50% of your take-home pay, you will never make your finances work. So for you, you need to have a garage sale. I don't mean throw a bunch of junk in the garage and have a sale. I mean sell the garage and the house that's attached to the garage. You got too much house. Evaluate your financial condition. Come clean with yourself and with your spouse. Lay it all out on the table. See your financial situation for what it really is, not the fairy tale that you are pretending that it is. Remember, you cannot solve a problem unless you admit there is a problem. Second thing you need to do, especially if you're in financial trouble, is you need to economize your lifestyle. Economize your lifestyle. Trim the fat. All the fat. Go on a financial diet. Take your lifestyle down to the bare bones. No frills. No extras, no perks, no luxuries. Not forever. Pastor, nobody can live like that. I'm not asking you to live like that forever. Just until you get things cleaned up. Just until you get your bills paid off and, and you've cleaned up the financial mess that you have made. Hey, hey, mama told us all of our life, you cannot go out and, outside and play until you get this mess cleaned up. I'm going to tell you what mama said. Mama said you shouldn't have any toys. Mama said you shouldn't have any fun until you get the mess cleaned up. Get the mess cleaned up. The financial mess. Get it cleaned up. And then you can have the toys. And then you can have the fun. Nothing wrong with fun. Nothing wrong with having some toys. We've got a financial mess. We don't, we, we, we can't. Amen? Can't go outside and play till you clean the mess up. Economize your lifestyle. Listen, it would absolutely amaze you how much money that you throw away and flitter away and waste on things like Starbucks, fast food, bottled water. Man, I wish I'd have been smart enough to know how dumb Americans are back a few years ago. I wish I'd have been smart enough to know Americans are dumb enough to spend $2 for a bottle of water. That comes out of the tap. That I get out of the fountain for free. Don't you wish you were smart enough to know who's dumb enough to what? You know, you just... Cable TV, 100, or no, 1,000 channels. I don't know how many they got. You watch seven of them. (laughs) 
12 pair of the same color shoes. My wife said, he's going to meddling now. Let's move on, all right? Design a financial strategy. Third thing you need to do is you need to eliminate debt. Proverbs 22 and 7 says, The borrower is the servant of the lender. You've heard me say this many times, but debt controls most people today. Debt tells most people what time they, they got to get up in the morning, what time they got to set the alarm clock. It's debt that tells them what time they got to get up and what time they have to go to bed and how long and how hard they've got to work and how, how many years they've got to work and where they can go and where they cannot go. You, if you're in debt, you are a servant to the debt. If you want to run out of money, just keep going into debt. Get yourself a mortgage on, on a house for about half of your take-home pay. Go ahead. Get yourself a couple of car payments. Maybe max out three, four, five credit cards. Man, just, just treat debt as your friend. Man, just cozy on up to it. Keep piling it on. The problem is, debt is not your friend. The problem is, debt is very demanding. The problem is, debt is not very understanding. It's like a tidal wave. It'll suck you in, it'll pull you under, and it will literally drown you. Eliminate debt. List your debt, smallest to largest. And then take the smallest one and pay it off. And as soon as you pay it off, then once it is paid off, take the next smallest debt you have and pay it off using the extra money from what you were paying on the other debt. Now you roll it over onto this debt until this debt is paid for. And then you take the money you were paying on this one and on this one, and then you roll it over onto the next one. And see, it's getting bigger now, and it's getting bigger now. And you just keep rolling it over. And, and before long, it's this big old giant snowball that'll do massive things in a short amount of time. See, the problem with most people is when they get something paid off, they go out and get something to either match it or more than what they had to begin with. Cut up your credit cards. Have a plastectomy. And bury the remains and do not pray for a resurrection. <laughs> and do not under any circumstance take on any more debt. May I tell you from experience that there's no greater feeling in all of the world than the feeling that you get when you are finally debt free, when you are no longer under bondage. Oh, the ball and the chain have been destroyed and you've been set free. I'm looking at some young couples right now. They're dating. Whether or not they'll be engaged, whether or not they'll be married, but eventually they will, a lot of young people. 
please don't say this is an old person sermon today. Don't mess your finances up like your mamas and grandmas and grandpas did and have to dig yourself out of the hole. Amen. 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 Listen up. Take notes and start your life debt-free and don't ever get in debt. And maybe you will not be the generation that has over 50% of marriages divorcing and the number one reason they're divorcing is financial situations. So don't give me any of this hullabaloo that pastor's not very spiritual. I don't get much more spiritual than what I'm doing right now. I could spend 30 minutes this morning telling you how to get from Dan to Beersheba, but I'm pretty sure nobody's going. (laughs) But I know for a fact that all of us need to hear this this morning. Amen? All right? A financial strategy. The next one, earn some extra money. Earn some extra money. Take on a second job. Deliver pizzas at night. Mow some grass. Do some handyman jobs. Have a garage sale. Sell some of your big boy toys. And big girl toys. It's usually big boy toys. Do something to earn some extra money to throw at your debt. Not forever, not forever, just until you get out of debt, just until you get the mess cleaned up. And once you get out of debt and once you get the mess cleaned up, do not go back into debt. Save until you can pay cash. And the last one on our financial strategy is establish an investment plan. Establish an investment plan. After you get out of debt, except maybe your house. So now I don't have any car payments. I don't have any visa payments. I don't have any Dillard's payments. So now because I'm not paying all this money out, now I should have some money left over and I'm going to take that money and I'm going to invest some of it. And so sit down with a qualified Christian financial planner and establish an investment plan. Start where you are and aim at the target where you eventually want to be and devise a plan to get from A to Z. Amen? Amen. Is this okay this morning? All right, we're talking about how to never run out of money. I'm challenging you today to do five things. I'm challenging you, first of all, to dedicate your money to God. And then I'm, going to do, I'm challenging you to design a financial strategy. And number three this morning, I'm challenging you, discipline your desires. You see, the biggest problem that most people have in the area of finances is with their wanter. Proverbs 27 and 20 says, human desire is never satisfied. Can I tell you that you will never have everything that you want? Can I tell you that if you're a multi-billionaire, you will never have everything that you want? Want. Here's the problem. As soon as you get something that you want in a matter of days or hours or even minutes, you will want something else. So you're never going to have everything you want. 
The other day, my wife and I were with our two oldest granddaughters at Target. It was our oldest granddaughter. It was her birthday, and we were taking her to buy her birthday presents. (laughs) Grandma's there. I'm there to guard Grandma. It's Bridie's birthday, but Addie's there too. Not her birthday. You can just tell the look on Addie's face. You can always tell the look on Addie's face. What do I get? And I told her, I said, Addie, sweetheart, it's Briley's birthday. And we need to make Briley feel special today. It's her birthday. It's not your birthday. It's not my birthday. It's not Grandma's birthday. It's, it's Briley's birthday. And so it's all about Briley today. So we've got to make Briley feel special today. When it's your birthday in July, it'll be Addie's birthday, not Briley's. And it'll be all about Addie, not about Briley. And then Paul Paul reached in his pocket and pulled out some money and gave it to her. <laughs> And then I watched her, she pulled out a $20 bill of her own. (laughs) And I see her eyes are sparkling. And she knows where to go. She starts looking. And she's looking. And when she finds what she wants, she still only has a third of what she needs. And so she pouts. (laughs) And then she starts looking. And she finds something else. I say, Addie, do you really want that? Well, I really want that, but I can't afford that. So I'm going to buy this. I say, Addie, you've already got a third of the money to buy what you really, really want. Keep what you've got. I said, do you get allowance? She said, yeah, but Mama hadn't paid me. (laughs) I said, well, Papa will talk to Mama. We'll get you paid. And Papa and Grandma, we we got a lot of weeds in our yard. You can come pull some weeds, and we'll give you some more money for working. And Addie, you know what? In just a little bit of time, instead of getting this thing that, eh, if you'll just wait and save your money and work hard and keep that money, it won't be long and you can get what you really, really want. Finally, she said, okay, Paul, Paul. We're we're standing in line to pay for Riley's presents. Friday says, Grandma, can I have a kid's frappuccino? Chino, whatever, they, frappuccino, is that what it is? See, I don't even know what they call Grandma says, sure. Addie's standing right there, and Grandma says, Addie, would you like a kid's frappuccino too? She said, no, Grandma, but I'll take the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
So she's got four more dollars. That girl's a bandit. Addie, the little one, she looks at me and she says, Papa, what if I save all my money and work hard and save all my money and we come back to Target and that thing I really want no longer there? I said, Addie, I'm going to promise you something. Papa, don't make a lot of promises, but I'm going to promise you this. If you get the money for that, and Grandma and Papa bring you back to Target, and that's no longer there, I promise you, I promise you, there'll be something here (laughs) that you will want. (laughs) Amen? Amen? The wisdom writer said in Proverbs 27 and 20, human desire is never satisfied. A few years ago, I lost over 50 pounds. When people stopped calling me Brother Benson and started calling me Blubber Benson, I thought it's time to take some of that blubber off. So a few years ago, I lost over 50 pounds. Here's how I've kept it off. I don't eat till I'm full. Because I've come to realize that if I eat until I'm full in 30 minutes or an hour, I'm going to be over full. And so I eat until I'm just still barely hungry. Knowing that in a few moments, I won't feel hungry anymore. I don't need everything that I want. I don't need every time I want. When I eat sweets, I I just eat a few bites. Now I eat a half a piece of cake. I used to eat half the cake. (laughs) Now I get two of my wife's cookies and a cup of Starbucks. Where I used to get six cookies. I still want more. But in a few minutes... I don't even think about the fact that just a few moments ago I wanted some more cake or I wanted another cookie or I wanted some more ice cream. And so it is with the things that we want and the things that we desire. After after a day or two or a week or two, after we have walked away empty-handed, we won't even think about the thing that we thought we wanted so If you want to ensure yourself that you will never run out of money, you're going to have to discipline your desires. You're going to have to learn how to tell yourself no. You're going to have to learn to walk away. Learn how to remind yourself of buyer's remorse and remind yourself of what it's actually going to cost you in time and in energy and sacrifice in order to sacrifice or in order to satisfy that wanter of yours. Remind yourself of the, of the things that you have fought in the past that you just could not live without. And man, you nearly bankrupted yourself getting them. Think back. Ask yourself, how much true value did it add to me and my life, really? 
Think also how much stress, how much anxiety, how much hardship did it bring to me. Hey, you're an adult for Pete's sake. Haven't you learned yet? Things do not satisfy. And if anybody ought to know this, it would be Solomon, the richest man that ever lived. The man that had everything that he wanted and everything that he desired. He is the one. He's the one that said human desire is never satisfied. And if anybody should know, it would be Solomon. You see, if you do not get control of your wanter, it's going to lead you to the poorhouse. The only way to ensure yourself that you will not run out of money is to discipline your desires and get your wanter under control. Number four, and I've got to hurry this morning. If you want to guarantee yourself that you will never run out of money, the fourth thing I'm going to challenge you with, you're going to have to do this, that is you're going to have to disregard the opinions of the majority. Disregard the opinions of the majority. Because you see, the American dream today includes a huge mortgage, two car payments, five maxed out credit cards. That's not a dream. That's a nightmare. The average American today is broke in debt and has little if any money saved. Who in the world wants to be average? Proverbs 14 and 15 says, Only simpletons believe everything they're told. The prudent carefully consider their steps. Verse 16, The wise are cautious, and they avoid danger. Fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. If you want to end up broke and dependent on your family and or dependent upon the government to take care of you in your old age, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Get in line. Left, right, left, left, right, left. Go ahead. March to the drumbeat of the opinions of the majority. Go ahead. Spend more than you make. Tell yourself that you're entitled to everything you want, whether you can afford it or not, whether you can pay for it or not. Go ahead. Tell yourself. But if you want to ensure your financial future, if you want to ensure that you will never run out of money, that you will not have to depend upon the government, you will not have to depend upon your family to take care of you in your old age, it will be absolutely necessary for you to disregard the opinions of the majority. And you will have to march to the beat of a different drum. Now let me back up just a moment. Please, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wanting and having nice things. The Bible says, do you not know, little children, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying there's, there's something wrong with wanting and having nice things. Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that in order to truly have nice things and for nice things not to have you, you're going to have to plan your work and then you're going to have to work your plan. And you're going to have to wait until you can truly afford 
those things and not purchase them prematurely through debt. I'm just about done. Notice the last thing that I want to challenge you with today. If you want to ensure your financial future and guarantee yourself that you will never, say never. Never. Say it again. Never. Never. Run out of money. The fifth thing you need to do is you need to diversify, diversify your investments. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 11 and 2, divide your investments among many places. Say many places. Divide your investments among many places for you do not know what risks might be ahead. Grandpa said it like this. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Same thing, same thing. I have a friend. At the age of 25, he said, I'm going to retire at 50. When he's 25, he said, I'm going to retire at 50. And he was on target to do it. He put all his investment money in Enron stock. When Enron went down, he lost $750,000. He had to start all over building his retirement. If only he had diversified his investments. If only he had not placed all of his eggs in one basket. If you want to ensure your future, if you want to make sure that you never run out of money, not only do you need to to design a financial strategy, but that strategy must include diversifying your investments. Don't place all your investment money in one thing. Get your pen out and your paper. I'm going to give you three tips on investing. And then I'm done. Three tips on investing. And then I'm done. Are you ready? Let me see your pen. Let me see your paper. Thanks for showing me your... Gadget. (laughs) I'm over 35, so I still say pen and paper. Number one, diversify. You got it? Ready for number two? Are you ready? Get ready. It's good, man. Worth the cost of being here today. Number two, just as important as number one, diversify. <laughs> Write it down. Diversify. Number two, diversify. You're not writing down. Write it down. No, I'm, I'm pointing behind you. I'm pointing at those, <laughs> those yahoos behind you right there. Oh, they have their secretary taking notes for them. I'm just having fun. All right, so we got number one, 
Diversify. Number two is what? Diversify. Get ready for number three now. The third tip. Diversify! <laughs> Worship team, get back in place real quickly and quietly this morning, please. If you run out of money, you will not be able to blame me. If you run out of money, you will not be able to blame God. So dedicate your money to God. It's His anyway. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Get your cotton-picking hands off of God's money. Stop stealing it. Stop being stingy with it. Amen? Dedicate your money to God. When I get a new automobile, about every 10 years, I put my hands on the steering wheel on my way home. And I say, God, this is not my vehicle, it's yours. And I dedicate it to you, and I dedicate it to the work of the Lord. And it's yours, God. And then when it breaks down, I say, God, you got problems with your truck. You need to fix your truck, God. Amen? You think I'm kidding, don't you? Dedicate your money to God. Amen? Design a financial strategy. Discipline your desires. Disregard the opinions of the majority. They're broke and in debt. And diversify your investments. If you'll do these five things, I believe you'll never run out of money. If you do these things, I, I believe you'll always have money to give to God. Amen. And you'll always have money to help God's people. Amen. And you'll always have money to invest in the kingdom of God. I've told you this before, but I set both of my kids down and I said, don't expect an inheritance. You'll probably get one because you know your daddy. But I'm not promising you an inheritance. But I am promising you this. Mama and daddy will never be a burden to you financially. That's my promise. That's my promise. If there's a beautiful home left over to sell and divide, if there's mutual funds to divide, if there's rental property to divide, if all of those things are there, that's well, that's good, that's awesome, that's incredible, and you know your daddy, it probably will be that way. I don't promise you that, but I do promise you it's not going to be a burden. Amen. I don't know about you, but I don't want to run out of money. It's not all about money, Hallelujah. you know. But, uh, you know, I've been with and I've been without, and with is better. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Amen. Stand with me this morning. Father, I just thank you for the Word of God. Father, I thank you for all of the Word of God. 
Thank you for the practical teaching and, and, and principles of the Word of God. Thank you, God, that you're our Heavenly Father and you don't want to just save us, but you want to bless us. And you've set up principles and, and you've given us a road map and a plan to be blessed and to live a blessed life. God, I didn't say anything today I haven't said before. I know that. But this is one of those things. There are about five or six things in my ministry that I believe is what my ministry is supposed to be all about. And this is one of them right here. This is one of them. So we're going to hear it. And we're going to hear it. We're going to hear it. We're going to hear it. And people are going to be blessed. And people are going to be helped. Some are slower than others. And we got brand new people that have never heard it ever before. Help us today. Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. Nobody's looking about. I'm not going to call you forward. I'm not going to embarrass you in any way, shape, or form. But how many of you here this morning, wait till I, till I get through with what I'm asking. How many of you here today, you would say, you know what, Pastor? Man, wow, I, I got a financial mess on my hands. But I think today you just handed me a shovel. I think, with God's help, I can clean up this mess. And from this day forward, I'm going to take what I've heard. I'm going to take the principles of the Word of God, and I'm going to apply them. And with God's help, I'm going to dig my way out of this mess. I'm not going to get back in the mess. And I'm going to use what I have left over to invest and to give. If that describes you all over this room, just nobody's looking. Just lift your hand up and leave it up just for a moment. Is that you all over this room? Lift it up high. Don't be ashamed. Lift it up high. God bless you and you. In every section, there's hands raised in every, every section. Every section. God bless you. You can put your hands down now. Father, I just pray for these that have lifted their hand today. God, I pray that this is not just some emotional moment. It's not just some churchy moment. But God, I pray from from today forward, they will take the principles of the Word of God. They will take what they have heard, what they have been taught today, and they will apply it. God, you will help them. You will help them. God, you will help them get to where they need to be. Get out of debt, get out of bondage. Begin to live in victory, begin to live in total freedom. Amen. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise in his house today for his word? Light of the world, you step down into darkness.